0: Let's begin this weekend edition of The Road to Reality with these words, lack of access to clean water is a massive problem, more far-reaching than most of us probably realize. That is GFA founder, Dr. KP Yohannan, who also said it's not just limited to one corner of the world, this is a worldwide problem. GFA has taken on this challenge and has transformed the outlook for hundreds of thousands of the world's most vulnerable people, including the poorest villagers in Asia's arid regions. Imagine, worldwide, it is estimated that more than 263 million people must travel more than 30 minutes each way to collect and carry their daily water needs. We'll update you further on the work of GFA to combat the global clean water crisis as our program continues today. For now though, let's catch up with teacher K.P. Yohanan for the opening of the message, Only Through Suffering.
1: My parents are no more and they are with the Lord. And um, I had two uncles and the youngest one, he was very active in the church in my village that I grew up and never forget as a young boy my mother said to me that her brother may be dying. I, I didn't understand all about it but I remember walking in his room and sat on the bed that he was laying on and he hardly could talk and in the native language he he said words that I only will later analyze and understand. I only wish, I only wish. And I asked my mother, he kept saying that. And then she said, he didn't say anything more than that? I said, no, he just kept saying that. and And that was one of the several times I saw him before he died. And my mother's explanation about that was, he was a believer and he had several opportunities to serve God and give his life on the behalf of the lost world. But the land, the farm, and the things around him tied him down and he just couldn't walk away from it. And she said, of all the people in her family, he had the greatest potential to serve God, but he just could not give up. And then she said, it could very well be, he saying, if only I had another opportunity. You know, when we are young, we don't think much about life coming to an end or how brief life is, but when you get to 50 or so and your hair turns beautiful like mine, (laughs) you may begin to realize that this is not forever. Life is fairly brief. And we all live our life, but those of us who know the Lord, it is good as a dear friend one time said, to have a dress rehearsal once in a while. Being a minister or clergy, I had the opportunity to conduct weddings many times. And usually you have a dress rehearsal, so you don't say the wrong thing. It's good sometimes you close your eyes and imagine 50 years, 80 years, from now, it's painful. I absolutely assure you, it is not easy. And all of a sudden, you realize that everything, I literally mean everything, actually just shadow. Chasing the wind, trying to hold on to something that really you can't. And that is the reason why I think. Jesus said often, you don't understand, I didn't come to be the king, the ruler, and own properties, and protect my life. I basically came to give it away. Now, they tried everything in the world to make him the king, and whatever they could do to invite him to be the philosopher, the thinker, and the teacher. He said, no, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it remains as it is. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Now this I say to you because I don't have a whole lot of regrets in my life. I thank God the Lord called me when I was very young to serve Him. But I feel so troubled and distressed thinking that I will have spent 60 years of my life living for the things of the world and finally realize it is sunset getting late and try to do something for something that lasts beyond my life and I I say this to you because wherever you may be, whatever profession you may have the only thing worth living for and I would underline that only a million times worth living for things that will survive beyond time And you say, can you make it more plain and simple? Yeah. That is, looking at Jesus and see the man Christ, how he lived and walked on earth. 4,000 years he waited for the Father's word saying, Son, it is time to go. He watched people that he made with his own hands in his image. Battered, abused, beaten, destroyed, and taken into eternity by Satan. And how much his heart ached and hurt, but he could not do anything until the Father says, now you should go. And that's the reason I think we read the book of Revelation, the one who sits on the throne, the lamb as though he was slain, and the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. And when he came to this earth, 30 years he would live in silence learning what it means to abandon everything even the wholesome desires and wish dying to self continually for the ultimate act of laying down his life for the redemption of mankind and any time during those 33 years, any time he could simply kind of walk back in eternity and sit on the throne, nobody, nothing would stop him. But he refused and embraced the agony, the pain continually and perpetually holding on to his pain and agony for one thing, the cross that was before him. And you read in the scripture how many times the invitation to give it away and finally the desperate longing father if there is some other way but may your will be done and he calls me and calls you as my father sent me so send I you now you know I have two children and in our culture when kids get older parents become desperate about somehow finding a way to get them married You say, what do you think about us here? I know you think about it too. But the way we do it there in the old days, you know my father and mother actually met the time they got married at the church. But time has changed. Now the boy and girl can see from distance or talk to each a little bit and still the uncles and aunts all try to make things work. So what do you do with my kids? Well, I did my part. But I knew I cannot make her marry someone I thought she should marry. But we prayed. And a lot of boys were interested in her and a lot of proposals and all that. That's quite funny and strange. But then this young man came along and felt fairly convinced that the Lord was in it, although he never met her in person, so that was interesting. So, interview time, I am the one to do it. I said, "Um, so you are a medical doctor? He said, yes I am. And a lot of your people are living in the United States and they are medical doctors and they are professionals and and you are interested in marrying my daughter, but I know this, she wants to serve the Lord and live and die in this country. She has no interest to live in Europe or Germany or some other place. That's all I know. And so how this is all going to work? His response was quite amazing. He said the time he came to know the Lord and when he finished his high school or whatever, how the Lord clearly gave direction for him to go to medical college on merits. You do not have to spend money on that, government picked him. But he said, before all that, there was a definite conviction, the call of God on his life to be a missionary, to serve the Lord. So then he made this amazing statement. My vocation is being a doctor. My call is to preach the gospel. I said, "He got it. <laughs> you passed the test very few young people I know in my life as young as he is with such deep conviction and passion and genuine sacrifice share in the gospel so whatever, wherever you may be our call is to follow the Lord and be like him and so what is Jesus about? the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost.
0: Well, those words from KP Johanan bring us to a break in our message today and gives us a chance to return our attention to the clean water crisis that is taking a terrible toll in parts of Asia. Here's what GFA founder KP Yohanan said about being used by God in this way. Through Christ's help, We can be a part of making a difference for those who are suffering. He can use us as His representatives to be there and show His love and care for those who are in need to be His hands. Sound attractive to you? Imagine being a partner in a project that brings a a Jesus well to a village that has been struggling with contaminated water for years. Clean water changes everything about daily life, doesn't it? Will you consider helping GFA build a Jesus well? The cost is only $1,400, and one Jesus well provides clean water to hundreds and lasts for decades. This can be your time to step up and make a real difference. To help GFA build a Jesus well, listeners in the U.S. should call 866-946-2742. In Canada, the number is 888-946-2742. To find out what GFA is doing in Asia to solve the clean water crisis, the website for our Canadian friends is roadtoreality.ca. And for those in the U.S., you can go to roadtoreality.org. Now, let's resume our message, Only Through Suffering, with K.P. O'Hannon.
1: In my own life journey, I was tempted often to pray Lord, I wish you would lessen the burden I feel, the dreams I have that I weep, thinking about the lost and dying millions, but I'm glad I never prayed that prayer. And I have a strange conviction that is not something people believe in or accept, and I don't ask them to believe what I believe. It is this. I cannot imagine someone who says that they know the Lord Jesus Christ and not have the pain and agony for people that literally dying and going to hell and forever. After 10 billion, trillion years those precious people are weeping and crying out for death and they will find none. And Jesus gave his life for the whole world? No, just for one. And he left the ninety-nine and went after the one. Now we got one in the fold and ninety-nine out there. And he says, would you be mine to give your life Your prayers and your time, your agony, and whatever it means, not to somehow live here and survive and die like anyone else, but be mine so completely that you fix your eyes on me and where I am and eternity. And I cannot convince you or anyone else to have this conviction, but one thing you can do and never forget, it was 1971 in Singapore. I was at this conference when this tall American, six foot whatever inches tall, he was standing before 30, 40 of us young people, and he began to talk about passion for the lost world. And I never forget this. He took his Bible and started turning his pages. And then he stopped. And then he described. Some years prior to that, he was standing on the streets of Mainland China. And he saw multitudes like oceans, just people flowing on bicycles and walking. And he said it dawned on him. These are people that Jesus died for and they do not know him. And he didn't feel the pain he wished he could feel he took the pen from his pocket and wrote on the leaf of his Bible this statement, "O God, let my heart break with the things that break your heart. The years of my early days in the United States when materialism and trying to be normal, one of the little prayer I prayed from someone else was, Oh Lord, would you take eternity and stamp on my eyes?" And what is Gospel of Asia all about? What is it we live for? We know what we do. If I ask anyone here or international anywhere, they will tell exactly what they're doing. How you're doing it? Yeah, you can explain very well. But. Maybe more important question, why? Why do I live? What is the reason for this? What is the reason for this prayer meeting tonight? Why? Why any one of us do this? But the question I ask myself, do I still have the same conviction and response and the willingness to say no to a million things? and continue the journey on this narrow road. I wish I could say, well, follow me. I'm the perfect example. My struggles are the same as it is yours and else. But I must choose continually to embrace the agony. A lot of people heard about the broken walls and the lostness and struggles of the people of God, but they all talked about it. But when Nehemiah heard it, he just lost it. He began to weep and fast and embrace the pain. And the Lord said, I send you. And it's good to ask the Lord to give us his heart. Godliness is not legalism forcing us to do something or somebody else but asking him to give us the grace to embrace suffering and may I say this you and I will never fulfill the call of God in our life without suffering and it's not suffering without food or hamburger or french fries but a million things that you know That you have to deal with. Book of Jeremiah, chapter 8, verse 20. This is one of the words that the Lord used as young as I was 18 or 19 that helped me to continually walk with my eyes fixed on eternity and the lost world. The harvest is past. The summer has ended and we are not saved. Harvest, as someone said, is a fixed time. They are not waiting for 10 years. No, today they are dying. And my brothers and sisters, may the Lord give us the grace to give ourselves whatever means or ways or time that we will not waste our time. And only the Lord can give you the understanding about the application for this. But you ask him, he will. But then think about it. Jesus embraced the cross, it says in Hebrews, for the joy that was set before him. And the joy, it's you, it's me. And I live with this dream, someday standing before the throne with you and others, Witness multitudes that no man can number from the hills and the valleys and the mountaintops and the plains of Nepal and Bhutan and Afghanistan and China and wherever they come from. And finally standing before the Lord who gave his life for them. And I happen to be one of those people. He gave the privilege to continue walk and fulfill his sufferings, as Paul described, that others may come to know him. It's worth paying the price for that. But I can't do it for myself. It has to be the Lord. And that is one of the reasons I constantly encourage people to pray for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and have the power to say no to ourselves and yes to the Lord. Throw yourself recklessly upon God. Give up everything and prepare yourself to surrender, even unto death, all your ambitions, plans, and possessions. And I mean quite literally, you should not be satisfied with the mere technical aspect of surrender but press your case upon God in determined prayer until a crisis has taken place within your life and there has been an actual transfer of everything from yourself to God. A.W. Chaucer said that statement. And I invite you that God is desperately looking among us tonight and all over the world to find someone whose heart is completely His, that He can do His will and rescue the lost. And may the Lord give us the grace to say, Lord, here I am. Send me whatever that means. Please help me understand it.
0: You've been listening to KP Yohanan on this weekend episode of The Road to Reality, where the topic of suffering has been our subject. This month on The Road to Reality, we have put the clean water crisis in Asia on center stage. The news is grim, but GFA has brought Jesus Wells to thousands of villages and made a remarkable change in the lives of so many. And you can be a part of helping to expand this badly needed project. You can be the hero who helps touch the villages of Asia with clean water. Just call 866-946-2742 in the States. And from Canada, 888 888- 946-2742. Thank you for listening to The Road to Reality and considering our invitation to partner in building a Jesus well. Back next time with more from K.P. O'Hannon, The Road to Reality is presented by GFA.